The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. So I decided it's my farm. I don't know what the ruling is. I could put a house right there on top of him if I wanted to. Is there a law? I don't think so. But then I got to thinking, well, what if I got married and I had a wonderful relationship and we got romantic and you heard some thud on the floor, you would wonder. Laugh until you cry with best-selling female comedian of all time, Shonda Pierce, next on Life Today. and my wife Betty and I welcome you to life today. Uh, we live amazed. The book Living Amazed, I think, will inspire you to live amazed. And we got an amazing guest. As a matter of fact, the amazing guest has been looking through the window over here. <laughs> she was over here a while ago just waving through the window. What happened to her? Did she disappear from the window over here? What happened to that woman that was in that window? Do you want to come in here? Would you yes. welcome Shonda Pierce, please, to life today? It's not funny. You know, I'm three years a widow, and so my girlfriends, you know, the well-meaning ones, which really means the naggy one, the well-meaning ones signed me up for online dating. They had a post-it note on my laptop with a little heart that said, here's your username and here's your password. And they signed me up for Christian Mingle, which there's a little mingling on there that's not too Christian. And then... <laughs> Match.com, plenty of fish in somebody's ocean, sea, or something. And our time, which really means you have very little time left at all. <laughs> By the look of some of the pictures on there, you better hurry up. <laughs> and here's what's so funny. The guys on our time look a whole lot like the pictures on Ancestry.com. <laughs> you know, I my life for 31 years. I don't think I'm going to find another one on the internet, for heaven's sakes. And I do miss my man. I do miss my man. I don't know that I'll have any luck dating online, you know, but it is going to be the best material I ever had in my career. <laughs> because what in the world has happened to the men these days? They don't even know how to take a picture of themselves. A five-year-old can take a selfie, for heaven's sakes. No, these men stand in the bathroom and take a picture of themselves. How does that creative process work? You're on the toilet and you're sitting there going, you know, I look really good today. I think when I get up from here, I'm going to take a picture of myself. Are you kidding? First of all, put your shirt on, your beer gut shows. <laughs> then you can see the ones that are holding their breath, trying to suck it in, you know, and their faces all red, and then the clippings of their hair is all in the sink. And if you look up behind them, the toilet is filthy. I tell you, if you want me to wink or fade that, you better shut that lid. <laughs> better yet, move out of your mother's house, you know? <laughs> knew there were so many single, you know, nephews of the little old ladies in my building. Every time I get on the elevator, you know, my nephew's single. 
How old is he, Miss Martha? Oh, he's 62. <laughs> well, if your nephew is 62 and he's single and ain't never been married, there's usually a reason for that. <laughs> Don't come at me with that. You know, it is just, it's just weird, you know? And I'll tell you what, being alone, it's not so bad, girls. I am learning, I'm three years into it, and I'm really, I'm pretty good company. I've been taking myself out to eat every Friday. <laughs> And I'm a better tipper than any guy I've ever been out with. <laughs> you know, it's just the funniest thing. This is the truth. You know, you do romantic things or sweet things. Like when my husband passed, you know, you have this romantic. We were in the middle of building a house. And so we buried him on the farm. We dug up all the footers. Here's for you boys. We dug up all the footers and all that stuff. We decided I would bury him where we were going to build a house. And it was very romantic. It was very sweet at the time. And then all of a sudden I realized, well, I just shot myself out of a good place to put a house. <laughs> and so I had to rethink that, but you know, he is already in the ground. You don't want to tell him, can you move over? Just let him. <laughs> so I decided it's my farm. I don't know what the ruling is. I could put a house right there on top of him if I wanted to. I don't, does, is there a law? I don't think so. But then I got to thinking, well, I could have sex again someday. <laughs> I mean, I'd get married. I'm just saying, what if I got married and I had a wonderful relationship and we got romantic and you heard some thud on the floor, you would wonder. I'd be like, pay no attention to that thump. My first husband's a little jealous. to do that because it just sounded too weird, you know? And so they came and plowed it really nice and really sweet. And uh, when they did that and put grass seed and flowers and all, they moved that temporary marker that the funeral home puts out there. So then I had to go out there and realized, wow, I have lost my husband again. <laughs> my man is in this general area. I lost my husband again, and they sent, this is the truth, this was only happened to me. They sent a guy out there with a metal detector to find my man. I could not find him anywhere. I finally found three cannonballs and a, and a, a hubcap to a Ford Pinto. <laughs> so where my man is buried was also a civil war, and somebody shot a cannon out of the back of a Ford Pinto. <laughs> But then we finally got the real marker, and it's really pretty. It's his name and his birthday and the day that he passed, and then it's my name and my birthday and a blank, like I got no hope at all now. <laughs> Girls, don't get so quick on the chiseling. You know what I mean? It's just weird to see your name on a tombstone and you feel nice and alive. So I just go out there every now and then, just sit and wait and see if the Lord just puts up a letter. <laughs> It's like a little game of charades. I play with God now. Just give me a, a month. Just start the month. You don't have to give me the day. Just give me the month so I'll just know. I'll just know. But, you know, I'm doing good. I really do. I kind of turned the corner. I'm feeling good. I don't have to wear Spanx anymore. I just decided to breathe when I take myself out to eat. It's so much more important. And it has been good. I am living the amazed life of how God can get you through such difficult times. And I'm blessed to be here. I'm so glad to see you guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing good. Yeah. I just wanted to tell one story and say sex in front of, jo uh, in front of James and Betty. <laughs> I started to say George and Barbara, but they ain't here. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
everybody, every dignitary in the country. Everywhere I go, if I meet a senator or anybody, they're like, oh, I saw you on James Robinson. Yeah, yeah. Everybody asks me for his autograph all the time. <laughs> you said you want to tell a story about what? Were you just making that up? No, I wasn't making that up. I was going to tell a story about, uh, about the dignitaries. No, or I don't know what you, you mean. Well, you just said it a while ago. Well, I'm just following your he, lead. Well, he, because of his influence, I had the opportunity to perform at one of the inaugural balls. Yeah, and she and, was awesome. She oh, was awesome. I she felt was awesome. so blessed to be there. She was awesome, awesome. But I was, I saw Betty, she looked beautiful. We took our pictures backstage and I told her, I said, I may never get out of these spanks because I was so glad to see another woman. I thought she might have to come in the bathroom and cut that dress off me. <laughs> Cause I was poured into it, and then I had some fancy, fancy shoes like Cinderella. And I, I'm telling you, I don't know how Cinderella did it. I left both of my shoes on the steps. <laughs> and if Prince Charming ever comes at me with those shoes, I'ma slap him. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> but I, I have to say this, and I know it's, I know I'm supposed to be talking about me and my movie, but I have to say this: I love the new book. I've been reading it. I will say that all in this book are, well, first of all, there's these fabulous endorsements. Everybody wrote such kind things, and I and I myself wrote a wonderful endorsement that made it like on the fifth page, <laughs> way down at the very bottom of the page. <laughs> he finally let people know, she does read my books. <laughs> but, oh, it's so good. It's so good. You know, you have been, I'm gonna choke up saying it, but I have known you for 20 years, I've, I lost my mom, I've lost my sisters, I had a terrible childhood home with a father that didn't show unconditional love, and when I lost my husband, and do you know, even when I was in the pits of despair and depression, I, there, I can name on one hand how many people in Christendom called. And you called me all the time and would pray with me over the phone. I even held the phone over to my husband who, when we knew he was not gonna make it and you prayed over him and tears would just roll down his eyes. You know, this is a man who will teach you what the true heart of God is. And in a culture where dads just don't step up to be dads, that's what the amazing thing is. That That's the story that should be in here is who, taught me again what fatherhood of God looks like. And you did that. Women are hurting today. You know, that was kind of one of the reasons I did the, this new movie, Enough. Women don't feel they are enough. And you know one of the first reasons why they don't is because they didn't have a daddy that kept telling them how beautiful and what a princess they are and how you can do this and how good you are. And when that is broken in you, you live a lifetime trying to find people to pour that into you. And, and it, without the heart, without, without the fatherhood of God, you never get that. You just never get that. And no one can give that to you until a man comes along and shows you what that looks like. Do you think people will see the Father's love in living oh, in life? Oh, even I, I am almost, I got to about, about a tap chapter or two to get done, and I weep and cry every other one. Uh, one, it shows that, um, how could I say this? It's not a boisterous book. It's not like, look who, who James Robinson influenced. Look who I knew. Look who's, you know, listen to look me. Look what God did. That's right. And you see that. It also shows when, what happens to a life when someone just loves them. 
we forget the power of that. You know, I stepped out of that inauguration and all that beautiful pageantry and the patriotism and all the wonderful things that knowing you got allowed me to get to do. And I left that morning with the sea of women marching past my hotel room. And I got in there in the march. I was really looking for a cab, but... <laughs> I had to kind of go with the flow or I'd be a salmon, you know, upstream. And so I was with the flow till I got to the cab. And uh, my heart began to grieve, not just the vitriol and the anger and the nasty things you heard shout and all this. My heart grieved at how many women were trying to identify themselves with something. They just are trying to fill that void with something. And I would, I wonder if you went through there with a microphone or you went through with a pole, you know, and took a, uh, you know, a, a, a pole of what these women were there for and their backgrounds. I wonder how many of them had that beautiful father-daughter relationship that God intended them to have. And when that gets broken, how do you put that back? And how do you trust true love again? Now, I want you to, I want people to read the book. Do you think they'll be blessed and helped and oh, encouraged in their walk you, if they read it? You know, you've got a stack of them I've written. I mean, I've read, uh, and I, they're on my counter. But this one, one, it's easy to read because everybody likes a human, you know, not to sound sacrilegious or anything. This is like what the New Testament is. Mm -hmm. The New Testament is story after story after story that just displays the love of God. Divine encounters. That's exactly, it's just, that's all what the New Testament mm -hmm. is. And I love the New Testament. And when I read, read this, it was almost like reading, there's the book of Hebrews, there's the book of James, J Robinson, there's the book of... Yeah. <laughs> it really does feel that way, but I love that. And I, I know somebody that is like the Bible. So I'm in. I'm pretty much yeah. in heaven now, just on this alone. <laughs> I want you to tell us about the movie, and we got a trailer. Oh, it's called you. Enough. It's going to be out. Can you give us a date? April the 25th. It's that one night. It's a fathom event, so it's one night only, like Laughing in the Dark was. And I have to thank the Dallas area. I, the the When the movie Laughing in the Dark came out, it was number five in the country. And it got such, uh, you know, great reviews and all that. Of course, when I'm watching it with my son in the movie theater, I, I looked at him and go, my life is sad. <laughs> this is the saddest movie I've ever been to. Uh, I will give you a spoiler alert on this one. No one dies in this new movie. Thank you, Jesus. And so, but it is a great journey for women to try to figure out if they are enough to meet the challenges of when you have to redefine your entire life again. Can we see a trailer? Yes. All let's right, do let's it. see. Would you like to see the trailer? Yeah, come on. There's this constant ringing in your ear, are you enough? When a group of women line up to buy a ticket to come and see me and to hear what I had to say, and they're all excited just to hang out with each other, and in those few moments, for a brief moment in time, I'm enough. Menopause could cause problems. It just does, you sweat for no reason. Water starts pouring out of every pore of your body. At this age, you gotta sniff around and see where the water came from. Don't be judging, don't be judging. You know if you cough or sneeze in the night, it's over. You got to get up and change your pajamas. I want to feel like I am enough. And the devil is in the business of convincing us that we aren't. Because Jesus died to prove to us we were enough, that we were worth dying for. Real good, boy. That's it.
I, I didn't know. I didn't know that was the end. But I just turned to you and said, that's good, Shonda. I know. And that was just pure truth coming out of a heart of love. I really do love you. I love you're, you. You're like another one of my kids, and I'm just proud to have you as one of my kids. It's nice of you to say, but when he fusses at you, it's also like a father love to say that. <laughs> <laughs> He's grounded me four times today. <laughs> oh, my, what to do with you. <laughs> tell everybody now, let's repeat the date, but tell them what you'd like them to do. Get, get people to go to the movie. The on great the thing is, April the 25th, for all these kind of faith-based movies, the more tickets you buy, even in advance, it kind of speaks truth into the movie theater, and then they'll they'll reserve another room and another room. And my thing is, you know, whether you come to see, uh, see me or not, just buy a ticket and let's just take up some space so something nasty can't get in there. <laughs> Shonda, anything else you want to say about enough, you know, to encourage people? No, you know what? You're the one that helps me when I am struggling with the concept or when stinking thinking crops up in my head. You're the one that reminds me just to have someone in your life that will throw their arms around you and unconditionally laugh at you. You know, James has this way of saying, I just love you, I just love, now don't tell that on the show, but I just love you, I just love, you know, or he has a way, but it's, um, you know, discipline is good. If, if, if you didn't have the father's heart to convict and discipline you, how would you know that he loved you enough to speak into your life. And so all those concepts, knowing that God is enough and knowing that because of his righteousness, we are righteous and we are enough. I pray that this changes some hearts of some women yeah. that wouldn't hear this message any I other agree. way. Yeah. Remember the date. There it is on April the April the 25th. There right. it is. And it'll be in local theaters. Then you can also get it on a DVD. You can Much show it later, in church yeah, you or show it in your home. Go to shondamovie.com. Um, there it is. You're, thank you. you're pretty good at what I'm you do. I'm getting good at this whole marketing <laughs> thing. Okay. <laughs> Again, I'm you appreciate you. you appreciate yeah. Shonda being here. Would you just tell her thanks? <laughs> Shonda, we uh, we want people to see what their love does yes. in one of the most painful places on the planet. And uh, have you ever gone to the mission field with us yet? Yes. No, not with you, but I have been on the mission field would in a lot of areas. Would you ever want to go with Sheila when she goes sometime? I would love to go. I think I'd be in a heap of tears, but what you're doing... Okay, we're going to, we're going to make a note of that, okay, that you might be it. willing to go. We'll have to talk to Sheila. Oh, Do you think boy. you can convince I Sheila? i got to get my shots. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're going to be serious. Can okay. you be serious, okay? I, I want you to look in. This is the last week for this emphasis right now on rescuing life from the sexual predation that is so prominent, one of the most painful existences. But love never fails, and we're seeing miracles. I want you to look, but listen with your heart very prayerfully, and during this last week, listen to me. We need every single person that cares right now to become an answer to someone's heart cry, to someone's prayer, and to the pain they're in. Watch closely. Honestly, Ralph, I don't think I've ever felt such darkness in a place. I mean, it makes me almost feel physically sick to my stomach. To 
you see it with your own eyes, it's really hard to describe. You might be tempted to think, well, they chose this. That is so not true for so many of them. You take that makeup off, they're little girls. You know, they were told, yeah, come, come to the city and, you know, you, you'll, get, you'll be a waitress or you work in a hotel. So they come full of hopes and dreams, maybe to make some money for their family. And then they're immediately trafficked. They just break them. I mean, they lock them in a room and they don't feed them, they don't let them sleep. Um, they tell them, if you don't stand out there and smile, you'll be punished. And every now and again, they'll, they'll remove one of the girls from the group and they'll never see her again. One of the girls said, I was told if I tried to escape from this brothel, what they told me was, okay, you go ahead, you escape. We know where your eight-year-old sister lives. Can you imagine that? These girls are as much in prison as people who are behind bars. We can bring the light of Christ to darkest place I've ever been in my life. We need to get these young girls off these cold, evil streets and into a place where they can find healing and hope. James and Betty, I think of all your grandkids, you know. Some of these young girls out there are the age of your grandkids. This should not be allowed to happen. We've got to do something. We've got to do it now. And we've got to do it in Jesus' name. Betty, I know you're, you're praying right now that in Jesus' name, every person watching will reach out in love and touch someone with action. Now, now just listen to me a minute, please, right here. You hold the future of many of these precious girls in your hands. It's literally about as far away as it is for you to walk over and go to the trouble of getting a bank card, and I'm glad you can use it easily. My wife shops mostly online. She's amazed at how quickly things can be delivered. Listen, the future for some of these girls is as far as you walking and getting that card that you use, oftentimes for such very important matters, sometimes just for your own enjoyment. Nothing wrong with that. Would you right now go get that card and say, this is going to be a passport to freedom. The gift that I make in love and the prayers I put with it and support those mission workers that have planted their life in that pain and misery and they're full of love, but so often they can do so little because too often support is meager for the most beautiful witnesses on the planet. We have found them. We know where they are. And let's undergather. It's like a light, a lantern that we bring the oil to. Keep that light burning. Expand the outreach. Would you right now go get the card, come back, go online, and take that card and make the largest gift you can, knowing you're giving the greatest gift. You're giving freedom and life to those girls to those held captive. We're gonna set them free. You're gonna support the mission outreach. It takes an average of $128 to rescue one. We've got a matching gift right now that will double what you give. Some say, I, you know, I, I couldn't give 128, 64 now be doubled. 
you'll have the 128. We ask for people, and I'm praying many of you will do it because this is the last week for this emphasis. $1,280 rescues 10. If you'll give that 1280 we now rescue 20. Think about it. Would you please go very prayerfully, get that card, and know that that journey and that gift gives them freedom. We're going to put them in the most beautiful place you ever imagined. We're going to basically be putting them in the arms of love. Please, right now, follow the leadership of God. Thank you. If you want to call the number, use that bank card like a check. If you want to write a check, make it to life, but call us and tell us what you're mailing. Please call us right now. We need to know. We want to tell the missionaries, you've got the support. This is our last week. Please, please make that call. Innocent children and young people longing to be loved and cared for are being abducted and sold at the hands of violent predators. Their spirit and bodies broken under horrific emotional and physical abuse. Through Mission Rescue Life, you can reach out to save children vulnerable to sex traffickers. You can help rescue those already enslaved. And you can help restore their lives and give them a future. And now a generous opportunity of a $200,000 matching gift means your gift of $128 to help rescue a child will be matched to help two children. Your $64 gift will be matched to help rescue one child from the horrors of human trafficking. And a $32 rescue gift will be doubled to $64. With your gift, we'll send you James Robison's new book, Living Amazed, How Divine Encounters Can Change Your Life. As you read these inspiring stories, you'll learn how to live amazed in the presence of God 24 hours a day. With your gift of $100 or more, you'll receive James' new book, along with the companion Amazed Journal, so you can record accounts in your own life where you are amazed at God's goodness. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,280, which will now help rescue 20 children, and you may request our beautiful new Determined Eagle bronze sculpture. This is the last week. Please call, write, or make your gift online. Well, Betty and I just say thank you so much for your amazing love that you share so freely. I, I don't, I, I wish that there were a way for me to, to somehow be able to look into your eyes, you know I'm looking at you, and just tell you, you don't have any idea how special your love is. And the respect or the willingness to listen to us, it really means a lot that you have that, that, that you honor what God put in our heart. But you're a miracle in people's lives, and thank you for that. I want to send you living amazed because you've enabled people to live, and many of them to go on to live amazed. And Shonda Pierce is one of those people who is amazing, and what a joy she is. Join us in saying thanks again to Shonda Pierce. Shonda? And on the website is all the information about the movie coming up. Thank you for watching. Thank you so much for sharing life.
that's the pounding question as much as where is a good God in a broken-hearted, suffering world? Anne Voskamp joins Sheila Walsh tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.